Is that Hillary Clinton? I've heard of her. Stuck in the middle with you from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles. This is the broadcast, as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM San Diego, 99.5 FM Ridgecrest in China Lake, up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast, and 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. Out in Pennsylvania, 93 FM WLRI in Lancaster. In Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. In in Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM. In Columbus, Minneapolis, St. Paul, AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And of course, streaming coast to coast and around the globe. On a whole bunch of places, Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Nashville, Detour Talk in East Tennessee, Radio Monterey, hello Monterey, and of course, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week on Radio Sputnik. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, and muckraker. From Bradblog.com, barely keeping my eyes open after a long, long election night on Tuesday. Lots to get to today, uh, including your calls, and, uh, but a lot of results. Okay, let me start here. Yesterday, on the broadcast, in case you missed it on yesterday's program, I had a bit of a rant about AP. The Associated Press on Monday night, essentially declaring the race over on Monday night before the Tuesday primaries even happened. When AP announced that Hillary Clinton had clinched the nomination and made history as the nation's first female presidential nominee from a major political party. That before any of California's 18 million voters, not to mention all of those voters in New Jersey, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Montana, and, oh, next week, Washington, D.C., before any of them had to, had a chance to ring in on Tuesday. Now, did that announcement by AP on Monday night and then subsequently from all of the major corporate media outlets who quickly repeated their misleading, inaccurate reporting, did that work to suppress the results of yesterday's elections in those six states? Well, sadly... It's now impossible to know. In California, at least, there certainly seems to be some uh, pretty huge disparities between the currently reported, and I emphasize currently reported results, and most of the late pre-election polls, which showed uh, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders in a statistical dead heat. Now, the turnout... Uh, at least as reported for the moment. I've got some new numbers as I'm coming into the studio today. And we are live, by the way, uh, at the KPFK studios here in uh, here in Los Angeles today. Uh, the turnout appeared to be uh, uh, much lower than expected. We will see if that holds out. But was if so, was the AP's call responsible for dampening the turnout? Unfortunately, we we can never know. And that's why, as I ranted yesterday, that the, uh, the, the 
what the media did there was a massive disservice, not only to the Sanders campaign and to the Clinton campaign, both of whom deserved a clean, unquestioned election today, but also to the DNC, to voters, and I would argue to democracy itself. Back in, uh, in 2004, after the contested presidential election in Ohio, some of you may remember this, then Green Party presidential candidate David Cobb had said, uh, as he was fighting along with the libertarian candidate to uh, have ballots actually recounted or hand counted or counted for the first time in Ohio, David Cobb had said that the mark of a successful election is when the losing candidates supporters walk away knowing that they were beat fairly and squarely. And I'm afraid, unfortunately, whether it was fair or not, the supporters of all candidates will now uh, not have uh, not have that sense after this primary cycle and certainly after Tuesday's primary in the wake of AP's call on Monday night alone. We can't know if it affected turnout, but the perception that it did means that uh, many in the Sanders camp uh, thinks that it uh, democracy has once again failed. And in this case, it was the corporate me mainstream media again who brought it on. But that's what we have to work with today, and so be it. That's what we will work with today. Now, it was a big night yesterday, uh, despite those problems. Uh, it was a big night for all three remaining candidates in this, uh, in this presidential race on both the Republican and the Democratic sides, as has uh, been our want here on the broadcast on days after following primary elections this cycle. We'll have coverage today of the reported results, which are still changing, and, uh, and problems faced by voters at the polls. And if we have some time, some of your reaction to all of the above. Did you have any problems voting yesterday or did it go well? I'll try to get to your calls in a little bit as time allows. We are, uh, as I say, live in the studio at KPFK today. We are at 818-985-5735 if you want to get in line. Uh, it may be a while here. we got a, a little bit we have to cover, but 818-985-KPFK is our number. Uh, all right. First, the let's just get the uh, get the Republican side out of the way uh, quickly. And by the way, uh, I have, despite what I just said at the opening, I may have some thoughts about the problems at the polls yesterday that may be different from the ones you've heard out there. So we'll get to that in a bit. In any event, uh, let's go to the Republican side first. That's easy at this point. Donald Trump, he won in all of the states holding primaries yesterday, as expected. He's the only Republican candidate still declared in the race, at least for now. That could change. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, Trump gave a victory speech. He used a teleprompter about which he claims, and I quote, we should have a law that when you run for president, you should not be allowed to use a teleprompter. And so breaking the Trump law by using a teleprompter on Tuesday night, the presumptive GOP nominee declared victory both for the night and for the entire Republican primary process, noting that he has received more votes than any Republican presidential candidate in history. That part is true to my knowledge. The rest of his speech, hmm, well, he previewed what it is likely what is likely to be his strategy in a general election uh, against Hillary Clinton if she secures the nomination in July as expected. And Donald Trump made his play for Bernie Sanders supporters to come on over to the dark side of the force. 
To all of those Bernie Sanders voters who have been left out in the cold by a rigged system of superdelegates, we welcome you with open arms. And by the way, the terrible trade deals that Bernie was so vehemently against, and he's right on that, will be taken care of far better than anyone ever thought possible. And that's what I do. We are going to have fantastic trade deals. We're going to start making money and bringing in jobs. So there you go. Donald Trump last night. Will Bernie Sanders be uh, uh, foolish enough to fall for the pathological lying con man and go on over to the dark side? Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, Trump went on uh, to, as I said, preview what is likely to be his attack, uh, his attack against Hillary Clinton in the general election. After years of disappointment, there's one thing we all have learned. We can't fix the rigged system by relying on very, and, and I mean this so, so strongly, on the very people who rigged it. And they rigged it. And do not ever think anything differently. We can't solve our problems by counting on the politicians who created our problems. The Clintons have turned the politics of personal enrichment into an art form for themselves. They've made hundreds of millions of dollars selling access, selling favors, selling government contracts, and I mean hundreds of millions of dollars. Secretary Clinton even did all of the work on a totally illegal private server. Something that how she's getting away with this, folks, nobody understands. Designed to keep her corrupt dealings out of the public record, putting the security of the entire country at risk, and a president in a corrupt system is totally protecting her. Not right. That was Donald Trump on Tuesday night, uh, basically lying to the public. But I wanted to play it because I want to give you a preview of what it is that Donald Trump is likely going to uh, to do if uh, Hillary Clinton is the nominee, as I said, is likely. Uh, but whether it's true or not, whether he's lying or not, this idea, a totally illegal private server for the email, completely untrue. He's completely making that up. But it doesn't matter because that's the case he's going to make. All right. That's the Republican side. We're done with that. Uh, If you need to bring the children back in the room now, uh, Trump is gone. So it's okay for now. Uh, We'll move over to the to the Democratic side uh, very quickly. The results in New Jersey, where the uh, results, by the way, are cast across the entire state on 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting systems, really old ones. So who knows if these numbers are accurate or not? There will never be any way to know. If you have questions about the other states, we might be able to look into them. I'll get into that in a bit. But in New Jersey, forget it. Uh, The results, 60, uh, what is it? Uh, Let's see, Clinton over uh, Sanders. Huge numbers here, 26 points over Bernie Sanders in New Mexico. It was uh, Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders by three points in San Diego, not San Diego, in South Dakota. Uh, It was uh, Clinton over Sanders by two points in North Dakota. There was a caucus, not a primary. It was Bernie Sanders winning uh, pretty big there, very big there. Sanders by 19 points in North Dakota. 
Sanders also won in Montana's primary by six points. And then, of course, the big enchilada out here in California. And these are just the uh, the latest numbers now. Don't uh, take too, too much from these. Uh, but uh, last I was able to check here before going on air, Hillary Clinton ahead of Bernie Sanders by 13 points out here in the Golden State for a 66-delegate pickup, at least as of now, out of the uh, uh, 475 pledged delegates that are available out here in California. Now, that number does not include a whole bunch of provisional ballots and other vote-by-mail ballots that are still coming in. The results in California won't be uh, final until July 1. And uh, I just received um, from the Los Angeles County Registrar, Recorder County Clerk, uh, Dean Logan, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago and who I was talking to all night last night via uh, Twitter, getting information from uh, about 2, 2.30 a.m. Just by way of one example here, 240,000, that's a quarter of a million, 240,063 provisional ballots. Those have not been counted at all at this time. They will be counted uh, or at least examined to see if they can be counted legally. 240,000 of them. There are still vote, and that's in Los Angeles County alone, just in L.A. County. Uh, Vote-by-mail ballots uh, that were received at the polls, 125,000. Those have not been tallied. Election Day vote-by-mail ballots uh, that were mailed out, uh, not in time to be counted prior to the election, but are still coming in, uh, some 200,000 of them so far. Overall, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, picked up roughly 87 pledged delegates on the night. That's a very rough number as of now, but 87 pledged delegate pickup overall in those six states, bringing her lead in pledged delegates uh, heading into the uh, next week's final primary of the cycle in Washington, D.C., and, and then on to the Democratic Convention in Philadelphia in late July. Uh, it's a 368 delegate, pledged delegate lead over Bernie Sanders. Now, there's just 20 delegates up for grabs next week in D.C., so the margin is now officially insurmountable for Bernie Sanders when it comes to pledged delegates. Um, That is, unless Democratic superdelegates for some reason decide to change what many of them have announced to the media that they plan uh, to do. If they decide to change their mind and uh, choose to vote for Bernie Sanders when it's actually time for them to cast their votes at the convention on July uh, July 25th. But short of that, it looks like this will belong to Hillary Clinton. The results had not yet come in uh, from a number of states last night before Hillary Clinton declared herself the party's nominee, citing the historic milestone of a, uh, a female as the presumptive nominee for a major political party. And she tweeted to supporters, To a quote, to every little girl who dreams big, yes, you can be anything you want, even president. Tonight is for you, tweeted Hillary Clinton in her uh, in her victory speech in Brooklyn, New York. She thanked Bernie Sanders and his supporters. She previewed her plans to run against Donald Trump in the general and called for party unity going forward. We've reached a milestone. The first time first time in our nation's history that a woman will be a major party's nominee. I want 
to congratulate Senator Sanders for the extraordinary campaign he has run. Senator Sanders, his campaign, and the vigorous debate that we've had about how to raise incomes, reduce inequality, increase upward mobility have been very good for the Democratic Party and for America. And the stakes in this election are high, and the choice is clear. Donald Trump is temperamentally unfit to be president and When Trump says a distinguished judge born in Indiana can't do his job because of his Mexican heritage, He mocks a reporter with disabilities or calls women pigs. It goes against everything we stand for. To be great, we can't be small. There are still ceilings to break for women and men, for all of us, but don't let anyone tell you that great things can't happen in America. Barriers can come down. Justice and equality can win. Our history has moved in that direction slowly at times, but unmistakably, thanks to generations of Americans who refuse to give up or back down. Now you are writing a new chapter of that story. This campaign is about making sure there are no ceilings, no limits on any of us, and this is our moment to come together. The end of the primaries is only the beginning of the work we're called to do. But if we stand together, we will rise together because we are stronger together. Let's go out. That was Hillary Clinton on Tuesday night in Brooklyn, New York, declaring herself the presumptive nominee, at least for the Democratic Party. Uh, Bernie Sanders, for his part, speaking very late out here in Santa Monica, about 11 p.m. Pacific time, when just over 9 percent of precincts were reporting in uh, here in L.A. County, the largest county in the state, uh, largest county in the country, in fact. Uh, he vowed to keep up the fight against Donald Trump and to keep fighting for votes and delegates through next week in Washington, D.C. and all the way to the convention in Philadelphia. He did not attack Hillary Clinton in his remarks, though he he did make little, if any, effort to stop his supporters from booing her at some length when uh, when he mentioned her name. There was no concession from Senator Sanders, as at least some in the corporate media seem to be hinting could be coming all night long. Sanders remained defiant in his remarks to supporters. Here are some of those comments from Santa Monica from Bernie Sanders on Tuesday night. Let me thank all of you for being part of the political revolution. enormously optimistic about the future of our country when so many young people have come on board. First, 
we will not allow right-wing Republicans to control our government. And that is especially true with Donald Trump as the Republican candidate. The American people, in my view, will never support a candidate whose major theme is bigotry. We will not allow Donald Trump to become president of the United States. But we understand that our mission is more than just defeating Trump. It is transforming our country. Next Tuesday, we continue the fight in the last primary in Washington, D.C. And then we take our fight for social, economic, racial, and environmental justice to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am, I am pretty good in arithmetic, and I know that the fight in front of us is a very, very steep fight. But we will continue to fight for every vote and every delegate we can get. Our fight is to transform this country and to understand and to understand that we are in this together, to understand that all of what we believe is what the majority of the American people believe, and to understand that the struggle continues. And if this campaign has proven anything, it has proven that millions of Americans who love this country are prepared to stand up and fight to make this country a much better place. Thank you all. The struggle continues. That was Bernie Sanders speaking to supporters last night in Santa Monica, despite uh, his defiant tone. According to The New York Times last night, uh, Sanders, the Sanders camp was set to lay off about half of its campaign staff on Wednesday. The White House issued a statement after the close of polls. I'll read it in full here. Uh, Tonight, President Obama called both Secretary Clinton and Senator Sanders. The president congratulated both candidates for running inspiring campaigns that have energized Democrats, brought a new generation of Americans into the political process and shined a spotlight on important policy ideas aimed at making sure our economy and our politics work for everybody, not just those with wealth and power. The president congratulated Secretary Clinton for securing the delegates necessary to to clinch the Democratic nomination for president. This, according to the White House, her historic campaign inspired millions and is an extension of her lifelong fight for middle class families and children. The president thanked Senator Sanders for energizing millions of Americans with his commitment to issues like fighting economic inequality and special interests influence on our politics. In addition, at Senator Sanders' request, the president and Senator Sanders will meet at the White House on Thursday 
to continue their conversation about the significant issues at stake in this election that matter most to America's working families. The president looks forward to continuing the conversation with Senator Sanders about how to build on the extraordinary work he has done to engage millions of Democratic voters and to build on that enthusiasm in the weeks and months ahead. That statement from the White House on Tuesday night, uh, previewing what could uh, occur at that meeting between Senator Sanders and the White House on Thursday. Um, all right. There's also uh, there was a number of other races. We're not going to have time to get into all of them, but I wanted to highlight just one or two here uh, on the ballot out here in California, because this is kind of extraordinary. We have other than in the presidential race, we have what's called the top two primary system where all the parties all vote together. All the candidates are in the same pot and whoever uh, the top two vote getters go on uh, to receive uh, no, to run against each other. Uh, in November, no matter what parties they are from. Well, now, uh, this is kind of amazing. In the uh, U.S. Senate race out here in California to replace retiring Senator Barbara Boxer, a Democrat, uh, we now have two Democrats squaring off against each other in the general election. California's Democratic Attorney General Kamala Harris will run against Democratic U.S. House Rep. Loretta Sanchez. So no Republican in the top two. That was with 34 candidates on that primary U.S. Senate ballot on Tuesday. So I guess good news for Democrats and remarkable that the California GOP could not even come up with a candidate to place second. That's the first time since the direct election of U.S. senators began in 1914 in California that there is that there will be no Republican running for an open uh, California U.S. Senate seat. Just amazing. Not just for an open, for any California U.S. Senate seat. Not good news for Republicans in California. AP notes that if elected this fall, Harris, the daughter of immigrants from India and Jamaica, would become the first Indian woman to hold a Senate seat and the second black woman elected to the, U to the uh, U.S. Senate after Illinois Senator Carol Mosley Braun was elected in 92 and served just one term, Loretta Sanchez, if elected, could become one of the first Latinas to hold a U.S. Senate seat. Catherine Cortez Masto, is also, uh, who is also Hispanic, is uh, also running. She is the Democratic candidate uh, in Nevada to replace outgoing U.S. Senator Harry Reid. So two minority women, both Democrats, running against each other for the U.S. Senate out here in California. Kind of amazing. Uh, also, down ticket, uh, uh, Marty Longman over at Washington Monthly uh, pointed this one out. Uh, Daryl Issa, remember him, the guy who, uh, congressman who never met an unfounded conspiracy theory that he wasn't willing to exploit via congressional hearings, whether it was on uh, pretend acorn voter fraud or on Benghazi or anything else. Well, last night, Daryl Issa in his primary received just 51 percent of the vote against uh, Democratic challenger and retired, retired Marine Colonel and Iraq War veteran Doug Applegate, uh, his 51 to 45 percent cushion, writes Longman, is not very substantial. And it's possible that ISA, ISA, Daryl ISA, uh, could succumb if some combination of Republican disengagement this November, engaged and enraged Latinos and high Democratic interest in the Senate race 
this fall uh, results in a very bad turnout situation for him. So Daryl Issa, a Republican, could be in trouble along with others out here in the Golden State. Either way, Republicans not doing well in California. But speaking of bad turnout situations and other concerns about Tuesday's elections here in California, let's take a quick break right now. And we will come back and look at some of the reported problems that voters faced. And uh, did you have problems at the polls yesterday? Love to hear from you. If so, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. You can tweet me. I am on the Twitters and keeping my eye on it at the Brad blog. Did you have problems at the polls or any questions about the results? Give me a call. 818-985-5735. All of that and much more straight ahead on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Brad. The 2016 election season is now at full throttle. And while the Bradcast and Bradblog.com fight for election integrity all year around like no other media outlet in the nation, we need your support to keep doing so now more than ever. Please stop by Bradblog.com donate to make a monthly pledge of any amount you like to help keep us going or even just a one time only contribution. While everyone else covers the horse race, we also keep our eyes on the track conditions that those horses are running on. Because voting systems, access to the polls, and citizen oversight of election results can make all the difference. Please help us continue to fight independently for your democracy by taking about 60 seconds to stop by bradblog.com donate right now. And thanks. Trouble, oh, trouble set me free. I have seen your face and it's too much, too much for me. Mm, yeah, it is. <laughs> trouble, oh, trouble, can't you see? You're eating my heart away. There's nothing much left of me. Oh, man. After this primary cycle, there is not much left of me. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com with you here. Uh, We'll get to your calls uh, in a moment at 818-985-5735. We may even go an extra hour here on KPFK. We will find out. Uh, In any event, um, reports of various messes and confusion particularly here in uh, in L.A. for voters. Uh, reports of that confusion, as uh, expected, have been coming in over the past at least 24 hours. As the uh, L.A. County Registrar uh, County Clerk Dean Logan told me at one point last night around, well, I guess this morning, around 2 a.m. or so, uh, as we were watching results coming in and uh, uh, I was asking him questions, Uh, He said that uh, arguably uh, California primary is arguably designed for chaos to a certain degree, exacerbated by the size of the county and the age of the system of components. And that is true. Uh, Frankly, what we have to deal with out here in California, seven different political parties, 10 different ballot styles, not to mention 12 different languages. It is a mess when it goes well. So... um, 
I think, actually, uh, from the reports that I have so far, and I always warn that uh, we don't really understand the breadth of the problems in elections until days and weeks after they are done, uh, from the problems I've heard so far, it's not actually as bad as I might have expected it to be, and in fact, not as bad as I have seen it in the past. Now, I'm still getting a lot of reports. A lot of reports are still coming in. I know there's a lot of folks on the phone who have uh, who had problems voting yesterday. Um, and so I, and I'm getting a lot of emails and so forth. But frankly, not as much as I've seen in uh, in primary elections so far this cycle in other states. And as I said, as I have seen in the past. It might have looked different to you from where you were, and if so, I'd love to hear from you, 818-985-5735. But okay, let's look at uh, some of the problems that did come in. While there were a a fair number of problem reports from across the state, from here in uh, in California in particular, uh, a lot of the problems had to do with, uh, with stuff that appears to be worse than I think it actually is. And you can call in and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Election Protection, the uh, the group, uh, the uh, National Election Protection Group, uh, said they received about 1,300 calls on Election Day, uh, specifically from uh, uh, more from uh, California than from anywhere else, about late poll openings, about vote-by-mail problems. Election Protection received calls from voters in L.A. County reporting that they did not receive their requested mail ballots. Well, that's a problem. They got word about broken voting machines and uh Uh, Other technology issues, provisional ballots uh, were at issue in Contra Costa County, for example, when they were, frankly, handing them out instead of crossover ballots. They were handing out provisional ballots. Um, And as I said at the top of the show, a huge number of provisional ballots, at least it seems to me a huge number, 240,000 confirmed by the L.A. County Register, that's in L.A. County alone, uh, but when I've heard some a lot of people out there reporting of late uh, that provisional ballots are placebo ballots, they're not real ballots, they don't get counted. That is simply not true. That's just not true. And I don't want that idea to get out there that uh, provisional ballots are not counted. It is easier to not count them. Uh, in other words, they still have to be verified as uh, as the voter being properly registered and so forth to be able to cast that vote. But I don't want to get the I don't want to give the impression out there that provisional ballots are not counted. Back in 2012, uh, out here as a, uh, Dean Logan from L.A. County said a couple of weeks ago on this program, uh, they counted some 85 to 90 percent of those provisional ballots. At least they were included. They were run through the computers, whether they were uh, optically scanned, whether they were uh, tallied correctly or incorrectly. We cannot know because they're computer tallies and optical scans, even though, yes, we have paper ballots that run through the computers and nobody checks them to bother to find out if, in fact, the computer tallied them correctly. But some 85 to 90 percent are generally counted out here in uh, in Los Angeles after they are verified, after it is certain that that voter was supposed to vote, uh, was registered properly uh, to vote. Now, the fact that uh, 10 to 15 percent in California aren't counted is, of course, uh, troubling, but there are cases where people simply are not registered. They did not register in time. Uh, There are other cases where they are purged, or there are cases where they are legitimately purged. 
from the voting rolls. Yes, there are reasons for people to be uh, uh, legitimately purged from the rolls. Now, um, but I just want to underscore those provisional ballots are counted because November, when November comes, if there are problems at the polls and oh boy, howdy, will there be as all 50 states go to the uh, uh, go to the polls at one time to elect not just the president, uh, but 435 members of Congress, uh, a third of the U.S. Senate, and then all of the state and local races. Boy, howdy, will there be problems. And uh, at some point, people will be given provisional ballots. And I don't want people to walk away and say, no, I'm not going to vote. These provisional ballots aren't counted. That is not true. That is not true. They may be counted more in some places than in others. And yes, if you go back to 2004 in the state of Ohio, there was a remarkably uh, high rate of provisional ballots that were not counted at all by the Republican secretary of state at the time. I think they only counted something like 60 percent of those provisional ballots. Uh, but casting one is better than walking away without voting. Now, a lot of people fought, uh, fought yesterday to vote on a proper uh, crossover ballot, as they're called. A lot of nonpartisan uh, uh, voters who wanted to vote in the Democratic race had to request a uh, an, what we call an NPP, no party preference crossover ballot to vote in the Democratic race. They could not vote in the Republican race. That was a closed primary. So there were a lot of people, uh, not a lot, there was a number of people, we don't know yet how many, who were wanted to vote Republican and were not allowed to. So that happened as well. Uh, and as well out here in Los Angeles, there was a lot, a lot of reports of broken machines, the optical scanners at the polling places. Now, that does seem troubling, but let me underscore this point. The optical, the way we have this crazy system in Los Angeles, the, uh, the optical scanners at the polling places, they don't actually tabulate the votes at all. They're just ballot readers to uh, confirm to the, uh, to the voter if they have uh, put an overvote on their ballot. If they voted too many times in one race, gives them the ability then to cast a different vote, a fresh ballot, if in fact they overvoted in any of the races. So broken machines in Los Angeles in and of itself, there was a lot of reports of that, but in and of itself, those machines don't actually count the ballots anyway. So when you put them into the box, they still have to be sent to the central headquarters out here. And uh, as I said, optically scanned either correctly or incorrectly by the computers at the central headquarters in Norwalk. So again, that was another problem that might not be as bad as it appears. We'll find out. It is days, it is weeks, it is months sometimes before we uh, understand the full breadth of these problems. But I just wanted to make that uh, that clear. Now, provisional ballots, by the way, if you cast a provisional ballot, you can actually follow up to see if it was uh, counted or not. Uh, in Los Angeles, you can call 800-815-2666. That's 800-815-2666 to find out if your provisional ballot was counted or if it was not counted and why. Um, so you can do that. Uh, and I believe you can do that in other counties around California and perhaps in other states as well. Uh, there was a number of uh, voting machines that went down in San Mateo County, one of the uh, two states where they one of the two counties in the state where they still use touchscreen, 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting systems in this state. 
The good news is that when the ballots, when the uh, voting machines went down in San Mateo on about 140 machines, the good news is they had paper ballots for voters to vote on. So that would be better than voting on the unverifiable touchscreen. So that actually was also good news for San Mateo voters. There were some reports of uh, polling station problems in Orange County, where they also use unverifiable touchscreen voting systems. In those cases, uh, at least one of those cases, it was a matter of uh, someone turning uh, needed to turn on the, uh, the the plug, the power strip for these machines. There's still some questions about the turnout out here in California. I talked a little bit about it at the top of the show. Uh, Sean King of the Daily New York Daily News, uh, and he is a, uh, a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'll note, I'll throw that out there. Said that uh, many experts expected there to be five to six million people to vote in the Democratic primary yesterday. That number had dropped to 3.4 million. But again, a lot of the ballots have still not been counted out here in California. So uh, we'll be careful to make too much of a, a of a stink about it just yet. A lot of those numbers could be in those high provisional numbers. Why were there so many provisional ballots? That remains to be seen. Uh, but uh, again, was the AP call contesting the uh, uh, calling the contest for Hillary on Monday night before people voted? Was that part of the problem? There were supposedly a record 650,000 new registrations added to the rolls out here across California in the last six weeks of registration alone. Three-fourths were reportedly Democratic voters. So questions remain about where did those votes go? We will find out in the days ahead. Let's get to some of your calls. 818-985-5735. Let me go to uh, Dina in Glendale. Hey, Dina, welcome to the broadcast. Hi. Hi. I'm okay. How are you? Tired, a little I'm good, tired. Yes, okay. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yes, my husband and I went to vote first thing in the morning yesterday, yep. and both had the same, you know, the voter ID card, mm-hmm. all the proper identification, our mail-in ballot because we re- we were accidentally registered MPP and, and mail-in ballot. We don't know why that occurred. Um, actually, a couple months back, we were just gone from the system, and so went through all these steps several months ago to clear our registration and mm-hmm. make sure we were Democrat to vote for Bernie, and we showed up, and you know, just to bad information, I guess, with polling workers, because the guy gave me a crossover ballot and my husband a provisional. And and what did it, did it show, Dina, did it show that you were registered as uh, no party preference NPP uh, when you went to, when, when you signed in or did they, did they have you as a Democrat? It had both. On the list, it had listed as Democrat uh-huh. and vote in, in station, so, or vote in person. And so uh, obviously something happened and worked for me, but not for my husband because he okay. was listed differently. Yeah. Still... You know, uh, my question, though, about provisional is, you know, how many of we keep talking about delegates, but I'm really looking at the popular vote because I want to understand if Bernie lost or won fair square based on popular vote. Mm-hmm. And when we have all these mail-in ballots and provisional. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm wanting to know what the popular vote is across the country. Mm-hmm. How many of those provisionals in California right now? are Bernie tickets. I'd be willing to bet my life like 70% of them are for Bernie. Well, I don't know. You Well, I know. Uh, Don't bet your life. That seems a little extreme, but uh, you will know. You will know what, how many of those uh, provisionals are actually for, uh, for Bernie and for uh, Hillary Clinton. It's going to take some time because they have to go back with each provisional ballot. They actually have to go and check their registration uh, to make sure that that voter was properly registered. So for example, in your case, you said you had changed your registration 
uh, a, a while ago. Uh, for some reason, sometimes those changes in registration don't make it out to the polling place for some reason. In other cases, there's actually uh, a supplemental uh, set of pages that uh, they send out to the polling place for people who have changed their... In Los Angeles, or actually in California, one of the great things is that you can register, you can change your registration up to 15 days before the election. That's good news so that uh, people who aren't paying attention get in there on time. It's not good news, uh, however, for uh, for the, the the polling place because it means that the printouts of the voting rolls don't necessarily uh, get done in time to get all of the proper and changed information out to the polling place. So they they print out a a book of the uh, registered voters, and then they send out what are supposed to be blue pages, I think, uh, supplemental pages of new voter registrations, changes to affiliations and so forth. Uh, And uh, sometimes that has all the information in it. Sometimes those pages don't get all the way out to the polling place. That's a problem. But that's uh, that's part of this uh, entire stew that's built in that leads people to have to cast a provisional if they don't show up in those pages or if the poll worker doesn't know to look into those blue supplemental pages. Uh, and then they have to do a provisional. But then the county, in theory, goes through, checks each one of those voters to make sure to find out if, in fact, they were properly registered. So that takes time. We're talking about, at this point, 240,063 provisional ballots, according to the county clerk in L.A. alone. So, uh, But you can call, and like I said uh, earlier, you can call and see if your provisional ballot actually went through, was actually counted, uh, or at least included in the tally. Uh, That number, I had that number. I wrote it down already. Oh, you did? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, what, What was it? Oh, I don't have a word. Oh, okay. Uh, damn, because I can't find it now either. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, you can... popular vote for me is so important because thirteen point yeah. five. Uh, last time I checked for Hillary and ten point five for Bernie. Popular coming into California, we have so how many how many million voters this year? Mm-hmm. If we're just looking at the numbers, it's so important to me to know that these these folks are elected based on popular vote, even though it's been a reality. I'm still looking at the popular vote yep. because then we can really blow the whistle on. No, you're you know, you're absolutely right to do that. And uh, head on out to Norwalk if you're in Los Angeles <laughs> County, and uh, you can uh, watch the computers tally the ballots, as I say, uh, correctly or incorrectly, but you can at least watch the process going on. Thanks for that call, Dean. i got to get a Thanks lot so of uh, folks to get okay. to. All right. Uh, let me get to uh, Caroline. Here we go. Caroline in Sherman Oaks. Hey, Caroline, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind? Hey. Hey, hey Brad. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I, I, was, um, I worked as a poll worker in Sherman Oaks. And uh, thank you for that, all... by the way. Huh? Thank you for working as a poll worker. Greatly well, appreciate it. You're welcome. It's yep. a long day. I know it uh, is. And uh, anyway, there were all kinds of um, irregularities, in my, in my opinion. So many people came up and said, I never asked to be on VBM. Why am I uh, a vote by mail? Vote I by never mail. asked for it. Mm-hmm. So we had to have the uh, uh, you know, uh, vote provisionally. Uh, some uh, said, uh, you know, they had made changes uh, months ago. And there were the changes were not there, or they were not on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many people that were, um, you know, t- totally, t- you know, um, devastated that they were not, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they could not vote regularly. So there, you know, I, I, in my, it were maybe about one fifth um, of the voters, and it was pretty busy the whole day. A lot of young people showed up. They were all very. Um, uh, most were crossover Dems. Um, so you know, if they were NPP. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe that the problem with, with so many provisionals is that, okay, uh, already the, the decisions have been made. So what if it, uh, you know, the most of the votes, I think, I, I really do believe that they were for Bernie. And, and so now, uh, already it's been declared that Hillary is gonna, you know, uh, run on and, um, and Bernie gets shafted. So. That's my. That's what my. Uh, well, uh, it, it, let, let me let me tell you that it doesn't actually matter in legal terms. It doesn't no. actually matter if uh, the media declares anyone to be the winner. It's the numbers, the certified uh, uh, votes that actually matter. But yes, you're Which right. They did. When I the know. when the media uh, declares someone the winner, they get the momentum, they move on, right. etc. Yeah, so that does make a difference. But we will see. We will see as the rest of the votes are tallied and as more reports like yours come out. Uh, oh, i got to take a quick break, don't I? As more reports uh, come out and we can get a better understanding of what went on or didn't go on out yeah, here then, in uh, California. Yeah. But then already, if, okay, the next uh, primaries, yeah. uh, uh, she's already uh, on this, uh, you, know, uh, you know, winning a streak or whatever. Yep. And uh, so uh, in the meantime, you know, she goes on and wins. And, and, and then then we yep. find out that actually Bernie got more votes. Then what happens? That's well listen. I get the attorney all turned around or what? Well, listen, that's why we got to get it right on election night. That's why right. I cover what I do at bradblog.com and here yes, on the broadcast and, and try to let people know, yeah, this stuff matters. Don't wait until it's too late uh, to worry about this stuff. Now is the right. time. Actually, months ago, years ago was the time. I got to get out to a quick break, thank uh, Caroline. Thank, you, thank uh, you, Brad, for all you do. <laughs> you all bet. Right, and, and Harrison, too. All thank right, you. Bye. All right, back at you. All right, let's take a quick break and we will come back with uh, more broadcast. Tons of calls. Uh, and maybe, yes, maybe we will go an extra hour. I joke about it all the time, but this time we might, uh, at least for those here in Los Angeles on KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com slash donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. I'm going to be your champion. I'm going to be America's champion. I will never, ever let you down. Desi Doyen, you and Donald Trump rickrolled me, man. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. So sorry about that. Are you? Are you really sorry? sorry You're not sorry at all. Thanks, Des. Uh, okay, it is a, it is official, by the way. Uh, I think we are going to go an extra hour on the broadcast. If you are not KPFK affiliates, uh, don't panic. Don't, I don't want the stations around the country to get worried. We're only going to do that here on KPFK. So if you are on the phone lines, hang on. I'll try to get to as many of your calls as I can at 818-985-5735, even after the top of the hour. 818 818- 985 KPFK. This is the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. All right, let's get to, uh, let's try uh, some more calls here. Ed in Newport Beach. Uh, am I wrong? Uh, were things uh, much worse yesterday than they appear out here in California, Ed? Well, I'm in Newport Beach, mm-hmm. and I'm calling, uh, I was a poll worker, but uh, that, that's just something else I wanted to mention. 
first off, my daughter until recently lived in the co-op at UCLA at uh, 500 Land Fair, mm-hmm. and she was told by people still living there, friends of hers, that no one at that at the co-op, 500 Land Fair in Westwood, was able to vote. They were all not on the rolls. I mean, everyone. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know there's got to be people at the co-op that listen to KPFK right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to have some of them call in to confirm this, because that, uh, you know, she's a young woman who doesn't want to believe in conspiracy theories, but it, <laughs> it almost makes her start to. So, Gotcha. Anyway, somebody listening could call in. Anyway, point two, I was a poll worker yesterday mm-hmm. here in Newport Beach, and uh, I just wanted to comment on how many sad, crestfallen people that I had to tell face-to-face, that by registering as American independents, they were signing up for a party formed by George Wallace in 1968. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, you know, do I need to say more? Uh, very sad faces. Well, uh, these, and these, not- for people who don't know, uh, a lot of people out here in California will sign up uh, thinking they will register, thinking they are uh, choosing to be independent, choose, thinking right. they're well, choosing no party preference. But in fact, they end up signing up for this uh, crazy right wing political party that we have out here in California called the American Independent Party. And if they signed up for that, they could not vote uh, in the Democratic primary on Tuesday. Correct. Yeah, that, I just told them all, like, you know, I'm really sorry. I know what you wanted to do. I mean, I could tell by looking at these young people. Uh, there were a surprising number of Democrats in Newport Beach, uh, mostly Republicans, of course, but a large number of mm-hmm. people who took the Democratic ballot. Right. Anyway, I told them all, hey, just re-register. It's easy. You do it online. Anyway, that's all, Brad. I appreciate what you do. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Ed, and thank you, too, also for working as a poll worker. It is greatly appreciated. It is a thankless job. It goes on forever. And and so uh, when I hear people uh, criticizing and being cruel to uh, poll workers, it kind of makes me angry. So thanks, Ed. I appreciate that. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to Mark in Thousand Oaks. Hey, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad, thank you. Well, first thing I I did want to say really quick, uh, I am a Hillary supporter, and it can be tough to listen to the show, but in all fairness, I had spoken to you the day before the election, Mm -hmm. and you did take me as a Hillary, uh, probably the only one in this guy's place, but anyway, you did take me ahead of all the other Bernie, so in all fairness, I, I, my hat's off to you. Well, uh, and, and in all fairness, you know, we don't I take these calls as they come in. We have a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters listening to the show. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I support the voters, not any one particular candidate. All right. Go ahead, Mark. Well, that was just a, yeah, a point. So uh, the only thing uh, and it's not a reflection on this show per se, but the show before mentioned they started a little bit of a conspiracy theory like, hey, how can it be? Um, uh, dead heat and to 15 points. Well, as you point out, there's still a lot of ballots to be counted, but it was, you know, technically it really wasn't a dead heat. I mean, some polls had her at 2% general, but it was more like 7 to 9% for likely voters. LA Times even had her at 10. So I'm just trying to call the well, some of the so-called conspiracy theories, because I don't think just because Hillary won by 15, I think that number will come down. But it's it's not a fair statement to say it was a dead heat. How could it be? I also want to remind, I was in New Hampshire when people uh, in 08, when Hillary was down by eight points to Obama. And as we all know, she won New Hampshire. 
So, you know, there I think it was more of a case of a racist didn't want to say that in the exit polls. Well, let me just Uh, actually say this to you, Mark, about New Hampshire and 2008 and Hillary Clinton, uh, because they actually uh, ended up doing a... Uh, doing a hand count of at least a partial hand count of that race in New Hampshire, because, yes, in fact, the uh, uh, the the polls going both going into that uh, New Hampshire race showed uh, Barack Obama was set to win the exit polls on the day of showed the raw data coming out that the media was reporting that day showed that Barack Obama was going to win. Hillary Clinton ended up winning. It was Dennis Kucinich who then asked for a recount. He was forced to pay for it himself. It was a partial recount, but in fact, they did find hundreds of dispar- thousands of disparities across the state in even just the uh, the number of ballots that they hand uh, paper ballots that they hand counted in New Hampshire after the election. So, uh, and you can read about that at bradblog.com. I covered it in detail. That would be unfortunate. I actually voted for Obama at that time. So, but I do know a lot of people who were basically, I hate to say it, but there are more racists in New Hampshire than are willing to. Maybe, Mark, but, but that's just a speculation. That's why it's important to oversee the votes and find out how people actually voted. By the way, you're right. Clinton was uh, ahead, but in uh, the bulk of the polls over in uh, here in California, in the bulk of the polls, something like the last four or five, she was only ahead by two points. So that was within the margin of error. It was a statistical dead heat. Uh, but, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. for likely voters. I think the likely voters was up about 7 to 9%. But that's what I found. But I may be wrong. Uh, well, that's okay. Uh, the point is we shouldn't have to guess about our elections. We should be able to oversee them uh, so that we can know that they were counted and counted accurately. That's the big issue. That continues to be the big issue. Because even if everything is counted absolutely accurately, if we can't know that, that's a problem. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, Actually, uh, for most of our affiliates, we're going away. But if you're listening live on KPFK right now, we're going to stay for another hour. So uh, if you're on the phone, hang on. I will get to your calls and your tweets and everything else. My thanks to Desi Doyen, our producer, to our soundboard operator, G, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program, it'll be posted at bradblog.com. Maybe a little bit late today for some reason, but it'll be there. Uh, And you can tweet me. I am the Bradblog. You can email me as well. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. All right, if you're in Los Angeles, sit tight. We'll be back with more. And if you're not, well, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Whoa.